Welcome back to the All Personal Podcast, where we turn the good old saying, nothing personal, just business, upside down. And we prove how, in fact, it's all personal. Nothing is just business. Because it's all either intrapersonal, how we manage ourselves, or interpersonal, how we manage our relationships with others, both at home and at work. It's all about our personal skills muscles. In this episode, I talk to a fellow Romanian living in Toronto. He's actually the second fellow Romanian living in Toronto that I'm talking to in this podcast. His name is Emanuel Petrescu, and he is a digital marketing specialist helping businesses enhance their online footprint through search engine optimization, email marketing, paid ads, and social media. He is a business administration alumni, and before coming to Canada in 2017, he has worked in different fields from government administration, media research, accounting, and some entrepreneurial endeavors. He spends his time mostly working on digital marketing stuff, watching, he says, too many movies and series, reading and sometimes writing. By the way, he also authored a chapter in the Grow Together book anthology published by the Immigrant Writers Association here in Toronto, where he is also the marketing manager. Check our discussion on what differentiates successful people from the rest. Check it out because you'll want to find out how talking about the marketing side of a movie and about an article written by Seth Godin in a job interview can have a huge impact in landing you the job. So, are you ready? Here we go. Emmanuel, welcome to the All Personal Podcast. It's a privilege being here. Thank you. It's so great to have you here. I think you are the third guest who's a Romanian, but actually only the second guest who's a Romanian living in Canada. So pretty special, huh? Story of my life. I'm always <laughs> Yeah, and I guess, and for everybody out there who doesn't know, so if you look at our names, Emmanuel Petrescu and Roxana Radulescu, the Escu names are totally Romanian. That's how you recognize people from Romania. Indeed. Um, so um, I wanted to, before we dive right into our discussion, which is going to be a super interesting one, I wanted to ask you to shortly introduce yourself, say a few words about who you are, what you do. Sure. My name is Emmanuel Petrescu, as you previously <laughs> said and introduced me. I'm a full-time digital marketer by day. I've been working uh, in digital marketing, SEO, social media, podcasts, video editing, and um, email marketing, and some paid advertising since coming to Canada in 2017. Previously, coming from Romania, I've had different jobs, different positions, working in a different fields, accounting, mm -hmm. uh, media advertising, entrepreneurial endeavors, mm -hmm. and some consulting, as well as uh, holding a government job uh, for uh, about um, two years or so. So I have different 
<clears throat> fields of experience in my right. uh, resume, which uh, I always say to people that that's my strong point. That's my <laughs> strong skill. And that's what uh, differentiates me mm -hmm. from uh, anybody else. So that's so, my short introduction. Yeah. And thank you for that, because that is that is such a so many backgrounds, right? I mean, there is no one thing. And you started by saying, okay, I'm a digital marketing and I, I'm a marketer and I do this and I do that. But there's so many things that, that you've done. And I was wondering why digital marketing? So how did you get to do what you're doing now, given all of this very diverse background? Uh, you said I did many things and I did, that's true, but it uh, doesn't mean all of them were successful, <laughs> but that's uh, besides the point <laughs> okay. here. But actually, I have a music background. I was a DJ. I also had my own recording studio and record label, which I started back in mm -hmm. high school and uh, for like almost 10 years since finishing high school. I've uh, focused all my attention on that and I had uh, some success at one point. Everything mm -hmm. was good, but starting off young and uh, with little budget, you can also interpret that as no budget at all. I had to learn how to do things, as in build websites, create content, build up press, uh, create press releases that actually work and get some uh, replies and feedback and so on, how to maintain a relationship with all the important stakeholders in order to be promoted and so on. Then I learned about SEO, how to structure my website, how to write my articles, keywords and all mm -hmm. those things. So um, I was quite intrigued by that and although mm -hmm. I didn't focus at that point exclusively on that I gained some experience I was successful on this side of my business basically my websites were ranking on uh, search engines as in Google mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, on the first results for uh, most of the important keywords so I always kept that that's one set of skills that I developed in the uh, in my previous experience then I right. applied this uh, not this knowledge to other endeavors, and also I did some consulting for friends and people who would recommend me. Talk to him, you know, he might be able mm -hmm. to help you with this. So that's uh, always something that I did somehow in the background, consulting people in regards to their marketing and, as I say, enhance their online footprint. Aha, uh -huh. okay. So that's um that's probably I'm guessing a technical a more technical term which we're going to go back to. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you because you mentioned music background um and that is an experience in high school and I have to say I've been talking to many people on the all personal podcast, right? And we seem to always go back there um, around that age, the, the high school age, where people start talking about something that they were good at back then and that they enjoyed doing back then. And then they look retrospectively and they think about how that particular thing or skill or passion or talent helped them or got intertwined with what they're doing right now. So I was wondering, do you think that particular experience with your music producing and recording and that, that music background that you had then, how do you think that helped you grow in your so diverse career? 
that's a good question. Arguably, uh, everybody mm-hmm. will tell you that the high school years, that period, it's one of the best times of their lives. Uh, yeah. Probably on a personal level. Obviously, when you have kids and so on, you got different moments when you'll say that you'll be happier. But uh, as a strictly as a personal level between you and yourself, having a conversation, probably those were the days, so to say, mm-hmm. keep uh, up with the expression. So, um, uh, yes, uh, definitely it did help. Those are the years uh, where you're happy, but also the years that shape your personality and uh, the way you do things and the way you see some of the things. So I was uh, lucky enough to discover from a relatively young age that that's something I would like to pursue, not just as a as a sim- simple consumer, but also in on the production side and not necessarily me singing or producing exclusively music, but being on the business side of the executive producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's a there's a famous, uh, you must know it, a Romanian sculpture that said, when I was a kid, I used to go to a big park back home in Romania, Bucharest, Herastro mm-hmm. Park, and there's a sculpture there, there of Constantin Brăcuș, mm-hmm. an actual sculpture. <laughs> the sculpture is not made by him, but there's a sculpture of him, and uh, over there it says, I want to shape forms that can give people joy. And that's mm-hmm. a motto, a mantra that uh, stick to my mind, and I always said that I want to be part of things that give people joy. Obviously, music is something that a lot of people enjoy and give joy, and me yeah. being part of that, be part, that's why I say be part, not exclusively yeah. produce me singing, but putting them all together, get the artist, get the producer, uh, create the environment, the recording studio, uh, ensuring that it's um, released and uh, it gets to as many people as possible. That was uh, the spark uh, Mm -hmm. that that drove me. So obviously, as I said, I was lucky enough to experience that at a young age uh, during high school. Then I kept... uh, I've seen some success and I try to apply the same framework, obviously improved based on the experience that I gained throughout the years, uh, interacting with so many people, being in all kinds of environments, you know, being on the road also because I had a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had the opportunity to meet and interact with people from different parts of the country. So that's a skill and some experience that I gained that uh, I tried successfully most of the time applies to all my other endeavors yeah i mean that sounds that sounds like an extraordinary experience to gain especially in high school and i remember that you said at the beginning of the interview that then as you um started with other other careers then you were maintaining and developing the relationships with the promoters and that's that sounds like that experience with with the music and producing music and as you said the business side of music that seems to have helped a lot in in your career path um afterwards so that is super interesting to to hear i'm always fascinated to to hear these these stories of how people got to do what they're doing right now and then i was wondering how did you decide to stick to the digital marketing or to the marketing side of things? Is it because it helps you reach out more people or, as you said, release the the content to as many people as possible? I liked that. 
Well, there's a certain joy when you see that the work you do has uh, some good results and people mm -hmm. benefit from it, from from the work and from your input overall. Because not always in this line of work you actually go and get do the work, but sometimes uh, just by saying, hey, you have some uh, problems with your website, for example, to give an, an actual example in my line of work, just by saying you have this problem or this problem, he goes in and fix it. And within a couple of months or so, he starts getting more more sales, more calls, more uh, prospects. So that has a significant impact uh, on, on that person's business, especially mm -hmm. if it's a small one, uh, can make or break. I yeah, make the business go well. So uh, that's yeah. uh, something uh, quite satisfying on a personal <laughs> level. And but that's it's, what it's, drives it's me. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that. So, but when you when when you talk about that, I can I I'm I'm definitely sure that people listening to to this episode can resonate. You can hear the the excitement in your voice when you say that. So I was wondering, how did you? Um, discover these skills that that you had, and what would you say were the top three skills that you have been using all along that you were very good at and helped you? Yeah, tough question. Uh, I'll include the <laughs> um, well because it's difficult to see, but to talk about myself from that perspective. And uh, to your point, I am. I got excited when I was talking about it because I know I get can make a, a difference. Back to uh, the skills questions, I would say that being persistent and consistent could be one skill. We're not talking about hard skills, any technical skills, but more, let's say, I yeah. like to call them empirical skills. Oh, uh, that's a good name. I was looking for a name that can replace the soft skills name. <laughs> So yes. empirical sounds great. <laughs> yes, and also to this point, I'm going to uh, deviate a little bit, but I advocate for okay. using, not using the term soft skills and call them real skills. And that's after mm -hmm. Seth Godin. Seth Godin uh, wrote a blog post, which I'm going to share it with you and maybe you can share it with your uh, your listeners, uh, yeah. where he advocates uh, about us. Actually, the name is exactly like this. Stop calling them soft skills. because And that's quite true. It's yeah, no, nothing soft about them. Hard skills, no, no. Any, anybody can learn a tool, can learn a software, can learn a process. Some take one day, some might learn it in one year, but anybody can do it. But those soft skills, uh, read between the quotes, it's something that shapes throughout life. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I call them essential skills or I've heard people calling them life skills. I think it's a combination. I don't know. I think we need to coin a term. <laughs> Everything sounds better than soft skills, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, on that we agree. Okay, so talking about your empirical skills. So you said being persistent and consistent and you said that's, that's one. Yes. So talk about that. Talk about being persistent. Well, yeah. uh, as you know, well, life in general is not easy. Uh, I have a theory that is not supposed to be easy, but it can be enjoyable. Hard doesn't okay. mean bad, mm -hmm. right? You know, if you want to get something done, I always say you need to get that thing done. It's not if or so. You need to get something done. And that's mm -hmm. it. And you must uh, be consistent and persistent until you get the, the job done, whatever it might be, on personal or even a business uh, mm -hmm. level. Persistent. 
And if you look throughout the careers of the most successful people, the only thing that differentiates them between the so-called failures is uh, they were persistent and keep going, keep going, keep going. I went and obviously I wasn't happy with the results of the time. There were times of frustration, times of when you want to give up, but that comes natural. And I think I learned about that. I'm still learning, obviously, but overall, yeah, I think persistence is one set of skills that uh, everybody should start working on immediately. So was, was that, that, that skill of being persistent and consistent, was that something that you've always had? Was it, did it come natural to you? Was uh, it always no. there? No. Okay. <laughs> if I look back now, uh, introspective, mm-hmm. especially when I was even younger before mm-hmm. high school and period after high school, a couple of years, moment that shaped me to the personality that I am today, shaped my personality. I've seen that uh, I didn't always uh, insisted on things. And uh, now being in Canada, it's easy. I can make a comparison of uh, of uh, the environment because the environment is important. Where yeah. you grow up, uh, the, way, the way you are brought up, uh, family, obviously, that's the most important thing, especially when you're a kid, but also what happens outside of the family because you go to school you interact with other people and so on so at one point uh, that definitely influences you in a positive way or not so positive i wouldn't call it completely negative but uh, (laughs) yes i wasn't always like that and uh, if the environment allowed me to be then maybe I, I didn't care that much to insist to get my my stuff done mm-hmm. uh, but um, when usually when I want to do something I try my best and uh, if it doesn't happen when I want to it will happen at one point right and I, I like that, that you mentioned that it's all of these experiences right so it's how you're being brought up it's your family it's your school um, your friends all of that matters so much in who we become along the way and how we can grow our our skills muscles because I, I I really love to say and I think people have uh, they're sick of hearing me saying skills are just like muscles, but I think they are. And I think the more we train them, like on a skills gym, the more they become strong skills muscles that we can actually use and we can count on. So it's great to hear you say that, hey, you know what? One of my top skills is being persistent and consistent, but it wasn't something that I was always good at. A muscle must be trained. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So what's another another skill muscle that you had <laughs> and that, that was very helpful in, in this journey? I think to be able to learn is very important, but most importantly, to unlearn and then relearn. Those are... Those three are actually just one skill overall. I don't have a name for it, but now that I mentioned it, maybe I'll come up with mm-hmm. something... I can I can um, probably jump in and say that this is a sign of a growth mindset. Some That's... might say that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. some might say. Uh, if I might add uh, this, I learned after I got married <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, this side of the learning and the unlearning and then the relearning. 
That's absolutely that. That is such a great. I don't know why you said that, but I find that it's such a great topic to to talk about because that's one of the life experience life experiences that most of us have at some point, or at least if they don't, if we don't get married, we're in a partnership, right? And there's so much, especially I find unlearning and relearning that we have to do. <laughs> yes. That's true. And so, if you apply that, uh, you, you're <laughs> kind of forced to learn and unlearn and relearn. But uh, if you can uh, apply that framework to other endeavors as in uh, how you approach uh, your work, the job that you're, you're doing and any other project, then I believe uh, it's beneficial on the long term. Absolutely. And um, I always say that all of these skills, that's why they're so strong. <laughs> Let's call them strong skills in, instead of soft skills, because they they don't disappear. They don't walk out the door the minute we leave our home or we go into, we go at work or are at work now. It's virtual, but it's the same thing. They don't disappear. They don't go away. We can use them no matter what environment we're in. We just apply them differently maybe, but we can definitely use them. So as you said, something that helped you um, unlearn and relearn at home, definitely you can take that with you and unlearn and relearn things when you talk to clients, when you're at work and so on. So that doesn't go away just like that. So how did you, how did you work on, on these skills? How did you, how did you build them as strong skills for you? Coming back to what I said, I mm-hmm. learned them, I applied them. I wasn't always, and I'm not always successful in doing mm-hmm. um, doing what I preach most of the time. But I try. I am persistent. So eventually, mm-hmm. it uh, turns out in a good, in a way, <laughs> in one way or the other. Yeah, uh, I might must say that first they came somehow natural, as in you hit a wall, then mm-hmm. you need to understand what's going on and how to react in order not to hit the wall. After uh, doing this a couple of times, I try to... Obviously, you're always going to hit walls. So I try to smoothen the process and learn and do as good as uh, as possible during those Mm -hmm. certain situations. It's uh, difficult to give a general description. I see this... uh, These... um, expressions happening in each individual situation mm-hmm. or then uh, something overall so that was more i'm thinking right now when you decide because you mentioned at the beginning and i wanted to go there a little bit um that you also work in accounting and media advertising entrepreneurial um, initiatives and also a government job. So these are not very similar <laughs> jobs necessarily, uh, right? So um, talking about these, these skills of yours that you mentioned, being persistent, consistent, and the capacity to learn and unlearn, how did that shape your career journey? So... Was there anything in particular that you think helped you learn more things in your in all of these careers that you mentioned? 
and then really helped you become the strong digital marketer that you are today. How do you see that? Very humbling hearing uh, that. Uh, the most important thing that we need to remember, I need to, re I try to remind myself, is that uh, we're working with people, and it's always about the people, not as much as about yourself, but with the other person that you interact. As long as you have that in mind and try to find the the proper channel to communicate with all the stakeholders, the people you communicate with in any situation of life, personal, family. And also business. I believe that's a that's a key key factor mm -hmm. in uh, going forward and uh, develop a certain personality that will help you be useful in uh, yeah. in any kind of environment. I don't refer to the specific jobs. I refer to them as environments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, technical the hard skills can be easily learned by almost everyone how to uh, survive in the environment, which is different, but in the same time has many, many similar uh, points. Um, that's something that you learn by, by living. <laughs> by, by living, yeah, exactly. Learning by doing, learning by living. It's, um, I, um, I love a definition. I have a preferred definition of learning. Me being a learning nerd, of course, I have a favorite definition of it. And it's this, learning is movement from moment to moment. So it's exactly that, L learning by living. <laughs> I love that expression too. Oh, that sounds, uh, that sounds right. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, it sounds so natural and obvious that uh, I cannot add anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... Because you mentioned it's all about the people and in everything that you've said so far, it sounds like this is your, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it calling, but definitely something that makes you passionate about doing things. So all of that, reaching out to as many people as possible, building relationships, maintaining those relationships with them. And the fact that, you you say that it's always about the people no matter what what you do it's always going to be about the others so um was it was was this one something that was always natural to you i don't know as a as a kid and then growing up building relationships with people and caring so much about that i, I would say yes I don't know if they came natural. I think there's a synergy that uh, requires obviously two people to engage and keep a friendship or any kind of a relationship. So it's not just you, in this case, me. It's yeah. the other persons around you. I still keep in touch and, I've, and even now we're uh, so far away uh, from each other, but I still keep in touch with uh, all my friends. Most of them I know since grade school. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, some from high school, so we still uh, interact and uh, have a conversation every now and then, quite recently, <laughs> I might say. So I would say that this came uh, came natural because uh, as to the point of uh, our previous conversation, uh, the environment uh, that we were brought up in was similar mm -hmm. and it allows us to express and develop 
in a certain way and uh, obviously the ones next to you were uh, learning we used to learn from each other mm-hmm. back then you need to see the context and the time so put everything in one piece and you'll discover that um, those were the things that shaped shaped us uh, mm-hmm. which is quite different from a necessarily better or worse but different from a what somebody from a different place would experience and they were mm-hmm. brought up i'm talking mostly about the the personal relationships and connections that you develop when when you're a kid and mm-hmm. uh, if you're uh, lucky enough as i was so far to keep those relationships up until this day i'm <laughs> i want i'm uh, i'm happy <laughs> with where i am as i said it wasn't easy at all Uh, mm-hmm. Some might think it was very hard, and it was. There were times, where, <laughs> as in a personal matter, you know, we didn't want to pursue that route. But uh, overall, uh, it's been good. So right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm glad that you brought this up, and um, the the fact that the environment, again, it has such a such a such an impact on who we become. And I wanted to ask you all of these, all of these skills, because obviously you moved countries and you moved continents. I mean, we both did, but I'm interviewing you right now. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so all of you did that. Um, so how did that, did that help you in, you know, building or, you know, unlearning and relearning? to live in a different country on a different continent. That's probably the best example I could give. Me moving to Canada at a, a later age in life. Well, not that at all, but still <laughs> not young anymore. And also, it coinc- the reason I came to Canada is because I got married. So I had two... <laughs> To, uh, to channels of, uh, of learning mm-hmm. <laughs> and unlearning and uh, relearning, being married and also coming to Canada. I was, I had the um, job, I had uh, my connections, my relationships, uh, had my friends there. I know how things work and the way things are done. I came here, I almost felt like a teenager, um, fresh out of high school, for, uh, looking for uh, any kind of perspective he might, he might get. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough that uh, I decided uh, early before, a little bit before coming to Canada to uh, the career I would want to pursue in since I had so many uh, past experiences in so many different fields. I kind of like uh, took uh, some time to decide what I want to do here and I decided mm-hmm. that digital marketing is what I'm, what I'm most passionate about i have some skills that could uh, be easily implemented in a job here i was lucky enough to get a job in the field soon after arriving to canada when i know that uh, many many people spend even years and spend time in school and be doing yeah. their education to get mm-hmm. to get to the career that they want so i was i feel very lucky and blessed on, on this side of aspects mm-hmm. so definitely you know There's a video on YouTube uh, anybody can search uh, swimming lessons John Wayne. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so basically um, to describe it a little bit John Wayne uh, learns that this kid uh, doesn't know how to swim so he takes him and throws him into the lake. <laughs> uh-huh. That's uh, what life does to us most of the time. So once you're here you need to you need to do it otherwise <laughs> you, yeah. you don't really have any choice. 
Yeah, no, that, that's good that you mentioned it. I'm, actually, I'm going to put this in the description of this episode as well. Uh, because I think we all experience this at, in at different moments in our lives. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter if they're personal or professional, really. But we're just thrown head first into the water and then go ahead, find your way, swim away, do something so that you survive initially and maybe even thrive after some point. So this is where I think uh, the way we were brought up and our background from our home country uh, was put to good use. They trained us quite <laughs> uh, quite well in uh, in being successful in other environments except <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. And talking about that, um, that, that culture difference, what, uh, apart from that, so that was like, whenever I tell people how it was for, for us back in the day at school and how the, um, they, they make you do stuff and you don't really have a voice to say no or to ask, but why do we need to do this like that? Or, you know, the you learn that you have to adapt and you have to find your way and you have to be creative and innovative <laughs> at such a young age. And um, I wanted to ask you, when you moved here, what stroke you about the the culture here as compared to the Romanian culture? Did you find that they were more similar or pretty different? Uh, I won't uh, tell you one of my stories. I'm going to tell you a story a friend of mine told me, a friend okay. who has kids. Uh, he's uh, my age, but he has some young kids who are going to school. He is also an immigrant from uh, Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me this. Uh, Listen, you know, kids here don't even lie. <laughs> if they don't want to do something or they didn't do something, they just tell it. Uh, I didn't <laughs> do that or I don't want to do it. <laughs> They're go- not going to tell you, I don't know, make up an excuse or something like that. <laughs> my dog ate my homework. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> you know, that was, yeah, that was a, a pretty popular excuse when I was in school. Uh, so, aliens and, and all those things. Aliens uh, and cats. And I I don't know. We were very creative about finding excuses. Of course, everybody knew they were lies, but... Anyway, um, okay, so back to our discussion because I feel we can uh, diverge on many different other paths in our discussion here. Um, but I was wondering what was something that was difficult for you to learn or to unlearn and relearn, as you said? I wouldn't say difficult, but it was a hustle a little bit when I had to approach mm-hmm. uh, uh, getting a job as a 20-year-old would. Mm-hmm. I was uh, conscious about my decision coming here and that my previous experiences won't matter that much for the Canadian work environment. And mm-hmm. I was surprised to learn, hopefully I, I enrolled in all sorts of programs that uh, the government has for new immigrants in order to mm-hmm. prepare them for the job market here. So I, I enrolled in all those programs and I had to learn how to do my resume, I had to learn how to apply a job, and I had to learn how to sell sell myself between quotation quotation marks, obviously, to an employer, which is quite different from uh, Europe and especially from uh, Romania. So that was something, uh, something, um, I wouldn't say difficult, but had some friction Mm -hmm. since I came to Canada and, you know, started applying as a 
kid with no experience trying to to get a job right and i hear because i i used to um actually work in one of those programs that were were helping new immigrants um adapt and settle and i remember especially then i was thinking that my job as a mentoring coach in one of these programs was such a therapy for me as well because basically i was helping people who were just like me <laughs> new immigrants or newcomers to canada and um i remember a lot of them saying that uh talking to employers and actually selling yourself as you said Uh, to potential employers, that was something that they weren't comfortable with. So how how did that, how, how was that experience for you as somebody who, again, who finds relationships with people so important and so crucial? How did that go for you? Because obviously you found a job sooner than other people. So what was it that you uh. used? What helped you most? I think it, it, it's still is still uh, about the connection I establish with uh, with the, the human interaction. Mm -hmm. Obviously, those courses and everything else helped me build such a resume that would reflect the type of personality that I am. But I believe at the end of the day, uh, you go through a process. Your resume can get you up up to one point only. After mm -hmm. what happens. Uh, there it's your responsibility and the way you are and you can't, can't really fake that uh, you can fake it for uh, for a week or two a month even a year but at one point yeah. uh, the bubble will burst and uh, you're damaging yourself before any, mm -hmm. anyone else so i believe it's very important to establish a connection but also to let them know what kind of person you are uh, hopefully you're a good person with a nice personality <laughs> but even if you're not i know at least uh Uh, <laughs> let them know <laughs> in advance about that. Don't waste any anyone's time. Yeah. And first, don't waste yours. And I like that you say that because, and I don't hear maybe, I do hear some people, but maybe not enough people saying that. And I think this is one of the one of the best points that we could ever make is just um, be who you really are because one way or another people will find out and that will come out and they will they will see it. They will see you for who you are. So as you said, don't waste your time, first of all. So do yourself a favor first and then do, <laughs> do them a favor as well by just letting them know how you are. Because it's not, I don't think necessarily it's about good or bad. It's about being a good fit at one point or not. And that matters a lot. So that's, that's great advice. I wanted to ask you though, given that we're talking about... Um, strong skills and skills that we, you developed along the way that were some some areas where you were uncomfortable. I was wondering if you have a favorite mistake and if you can share it with us. Favorite mistake. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I won't call them necessarily mistakes. There's power in the words we're using. So mistakes, mm -hmm. I will consider them in quotation marks. But uh, uh, sometimes, for example, even uh, in, a, in a job interview or um, any even business conversation, some people might say don't bring up certain subjects, certain personal subjects. I personally find out that uh, 
except that's the way you establish a connection by talking personally with with uh, with the other person mm-hmm. and uh, by bringing up uh, some personal matter subjects you'll uh, that's wh- one way of uh, finding out the um, developing that uh, personal relationship and i'll give you an mm-hmm. example i was talking mm-hmm. uh being in that program um I was telling you about new immigrants. I also went yeah. into the men- mentorship program overall, and I still keep in touch with my mentor. And I was uh, talking to him uh, uh, recently, and uh, something came up uh, out of the blue, and it turned out that uh, he had more experience, and he was able to to uh, uh, guide me in a certain direction that uh, has been uh, had better results. Mm-hmm. The direction I was going. So by talking to people, by telling them. Um, different stuff uh, regarding your personality maybe i'm it's not the first thing i'll tell someone i'm romanian but if that's right. something that might come up uh, that's a point that uh, the other person could relate to uh, mm-hmm. if you like a certain type of music or recently read a book or personal matters bringing them up in a conversation um, could uh, could make a difference and could uh, help you establish a deeper deeper connection uh, when i got my first job uh, here in canada that person that connection was actually set golden and the movie interstellar so interesting <laughs> uh, so did you did you talk about that in the interview or how did that come up i actually <laughs> mentioned the soft skills and hard skills uh, article uh-huh. uh, by set golden in that uh-huh. interview and um, in the okay. the uh, in regards to interstellar i think it was um, something in regards to the marketing of that movie mm-hmm. well i mean I, you know there are, and thanks for sharing that because it's it's you wouldn't think that there's a connection <laughs> between you know and a job interview interstellar seth godin and um, how you connect with the interviewer and then the the employer right i mean actually found out that uh, my uh, boss uh, had a personal relationship with Seth Godin. He 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 was also a publisher and he interacted with Seth Godin as a client in the past. So he kind of like knew the person. <laughs> he, he knew him in person. So <laughs> that's uh, something to build so, up on, build up on. But did you know that before you went in the interview or you found out about the relationship between the, the boss and Seth Godin during no, the interview? No, no. We just come up and I told him about Seth Godin and he told me, I know Seth, we've been doing some business back in the day. Wow, that's an amazing story to tell. <laughs> I think this is... Um, this is... And thanks for, for sharing it here again. Because I think it's... You never know... Uh, you really never know how you're just by saying something or mentioning something, you're actually building a connection. And I love that you say, hey, listen, it's it's all about also talking about stuff that's more personal to you. I mean, the the article and the passion and Seth Godin, they, they were something that were in, was important to you. And then you mentioned it in the interview and look what happened. So I guess the moral of the story can be now don't be afraid to to share. And again, going back to your idea of be who you are and show who you are. Oh, absolutely. 100% true. That's the only way. And you feel good about being you. It's hard to put a mask on. Right. Uh, especially t- daily. I don't know. I mean, there are some professional actors uh, <laughs> who do this 
for a living. They also get paid <laughs> significantly to yeah. have all that bread and butter. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't live <laughs> with the wearing being somebody else yeah and i agree i mean and i think for for actors this this comes as a maybe not just as a mask but it's somebody that they become for a while because uh, they they pretty much transform into that character i mean the the best ones do but um i think and they they do have the training to help them cope with that but i think what you said is so true is so tiring and it's so hard to wear a mask every day and i think right now these days literally we can resonate with that because just wearing a mask every day that is not something that we're happy to do we just have to do it but th that doesn't mean it comes naturally and it is tiring all right so what is one thing that you're most proud of today there are many things that uh, I, I I don't refer to, to them as being proud, but I'm happy and I'm satisfied uh, with uh, many things. One thing I would I quite enjoy and I get a thrill, and uh, some might say a high anytime. Uh, every mm -hmm. time this happens is uh, when I when I give back uh, and when I help people the way that I was helped. We were talking um, just a few moments ago about mentoring, and I was in yeah. a mentorship program. I was lucky enough to apply everything, and he helped me a lot. I was lucky enough to be in this program in a program like this. So I try always to give uh, to give uh, back some of my knowledge to share some of my uh, experience here. Because I believe I, my example can help others. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've been recently, at least for the past year, since the pandemic, men mentoring uh, quite a few um, number of uh, mostly young, but not everyone is uh, uh, young, uh, new immigrants to Canada mm -hmm. that are looking to, uh, you know, start in the field of digital marketing and for whatever reason, they decided to look up to me. <laughs> I <laughs> gladly took that, uh, to, uh, put that hat on. And uh, I'm having constant conversations with different um, aspirants in this career, especially immigrants who ask me questions. And I share, basically, I don't do much. I'm just sharing my story and go into as much details as possible uh, for them to have a reference and to be able to, to apply or at least take at least one good uh, good idea from, from my experience and from my journey. So mm -hmm. that's something that uh, I'm... Uh, Happy and proud, yeah, you could say you can say proud. That's 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 great that you that you mentioned it because I know the again I I know the program and I know how it works and I know it works actually, um, and it I does. also know that yeah right I mean and it and it helps a lot of people not necessarily even even as you said just. People who have been here for a while, just sharing their story and um, letting their their mentees know that, hey, this works this way or this works another way or this is how I did it. And it's just that mutual sharing and the fact that you're sharing an experience that you've already had and that worked, which helps them tremendously in feeling less isolated, less alone, less confused and lost in their in their transition to their new life, basically. Sure, because nobody tells you this, but there is a constant pressure uh, coming yeah. from the country, uh, being in a new environment. You ask yourself, especially in the first six months to a year, 
oh, what have I done? Did I make the right decision? And so on. You know, all those questions that all the uh, new immigrants um, uh, go through. But it's unlikely that a person who's uh, past certain age doesn't have a set of skills that uh, any company uh, would use. It's yeah. just that they know, don't know how to present it or we we can't do this alone nobody yeah. can do things alone self made self made is very um uh, deceiving term because mm-hmm. self made uh, doesn't take the credit for your hard work and for your brilliance and so on but um there are so many people involved and without them nobody would succeed and i believe sharing some of as i said some of my experience can make a small difference in somebody's life and well-being you know mm-hmm. and i think that is absolutely so well connected with with your your idea that you know it's all about the others as well it's not about us and i absolutely love the the self-made um anti-definition <laughs> let's yeah. let's put it this way right it's because it is a very deceiving term because it's always more than just the surface and it's always a combination of people and events and experiences that took us there so you're arnold, absolutely right arnold schwarzenegger has a video on this he says it better than uh, i could so i'm gonna mm-hmm. leave the link maybe you want to share that absolutely i mean come on it's arnold schwarzenegger so absolutely (laughs) exactly right probably uh bruce willis stallone and van damme you know (laughs) but back in the day now they're all friends but i think i mean you mentioned john wayne you mentioned arnold schwarzenegger you also mentioned brunkus the the sculptor so i think there's a lot of art there your your music background your artistic background shows up again and again and again it's in everybody uh, you just i'm i'm just uh, br- i just bring them up you know i said mm-hmm. the name you uh, resonate with that uh, right away so it was in there i just i was the one who said it first <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah that's a mention the names <laughs> Yeah, that's, you see, that's, that's an interesting discussion, uh, which can be a totally separate discussion. But again, the, the fact that you said that it's, it's in everybody and it's in there, I do believe that as well. So we all have like creativity is there for everybody for sure. Okay. So we don't have enough time. I never have enough time when I'm talking to people on this podcast and it's a long podcast. But it's fascinating hearing people's stories and stories of becoming. And um, I can't let you go before I ask you for a thought of of wisdom that you want to share with our audience for this episode. And it can be a quote or your thoughts, a book, a video, a movie, and you've mentioned a few, but one thought that you want to leave people with. I want to leave people with something that uh, I remind myself every day. And it's a, it's a quote. It's uh, from the Bible, the Ecclesiast. And it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every mat- matter under heaven. Take your time. Uh, <sighs> be yourself. And uh, everything. Work hard towards your dream, dreams. Be persistent. Be consistent. 
take uh, take into consideration that you might be wrong sometimes, <laughs> and that's not the way. Don't feel, uh, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Simply say, just ask. I need help with this. Now we have Facebook, LinkedIn, all those social media. I'm sure that right. there's one person in your list that would be able to give you some guidance. I, I do that. I bug, I bug most of the people. <laughs> that was a that was such a great quote to to share, and it, it's so true. I mean, one of the things is just give yourself time, and there is a time for everything. Um, and I wanted to ask you as well about where people can can find you, and I also want you to mention your book because if I don't ask. Talking about asking, right? Because <laughs> yes. I know that you contributed to a chapter in a book and um, it would be great if you could let people know what the book is and also where they can reach you. Sure. I, I was actually about to mention it. So <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> I have a note here. So I'm also the marketing manager of the Immigrant Writers Association, which is an association from here, Canada. And the name says everything. It's a... Uh, yeah. Uh, immigrant writers we recently mm-hmm. released uh, our second anthology called grow together it's a collection of uh, 15 chapters if i'm not mistaken uh, stories written by uh, by uh, immigrants from canada fiction and non-fiction uh, personal uh, sharing uh, as a, a as i call them em- empirical experience and mm-hmm. um, it's a great read and quite enjoyable and i recommend to I recommend it to any everyone, especially um, the. I would recommend it to the human resources department who mm-hmm. work with a lot of immigrants. Uh, I know some people in that department have read it, and they said that they help them understand the mentality, the background, and the relationship with those uh, the people who are immigrants in their departments. So it and it's a interesting read. Besides the point that i have a chapter included over there where I <laughs> so what what's your what's your chapter called should i trust others mm-hmm. and uh i'm sharing uh i'm actually one of uh those not yeah i'm not saying bad not so good moments since i came mm-hmm. to canada because there, there are different periods in the immigrants life um, after you come uh, come here and somehow establish yourself in a direction, but there's still a, a little bit of struggle there and some uh, personal, uh, at some personal level. So I share some of that experience and uh, how, um, how I managed to pull through it. And, uh, well, this is what you could consider, uh, one of the best mistakes recently mm-hmm. by uh, actually me reaching out to the, Immigrant Writers Association because this is the second anthology. Yeah. I learned about the first one. I took the book. Um, I read it. I enjoyed it. I reached out to people. Now you can bug anyone on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and so <laughs> on. So that's how I, I uh, kind of like uh, put myself in the spotlight there. Uh, right. But that that's a great... that I think that's a great lesson for, for everybody and especially people coming here from a different country reach out to people, ask for it, um, go ahead and put yourself out there. Don't wait for, for people to ask you or notice you <laughs> necessarily. You don't, don't have anything to lose. What's the worst can happen? Not right? to your message or unfriend you. I mean, if 
you're that sensitive. <laughs> okay, that might be. That's a, a different uh, story. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that. Uh, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Nothing bad is gonna happen. Uh, only good things will. Worst case scenario yeah. is that nothing is gonna happen. Exactly. Exactly. I love that perspective. Um, okay, so grow, grow together. That's a great title, by the way, and as your chapter title. Um, I love those. And okay, where do people reach you? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm the, quite active on LinkedIn and on uh, Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly on LinkedIn and Facebook. Emmanuel P nine eight six everywhere, and through my website EmmanuelP.com. That's okay. uh, basically where they can send me a message, reach out. They have any questions, I'll do my best to answer them um, as. Uh, best I, as I can. You can, uh, because I didn't uh, mention Immigrant Writer's book, uh, Grow Together can be uh, uh, purchased via Amazon, like everything mm-hmm. else nowadays. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you get your food, you get your movies, you get your uh, <laughs> uh, whatever clothes now, shoes, uh, yeah. and uh, Grow Together by the Immigrant Writers Association. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's that's a great tip and i will actually put all of these links in the in the description of this episode for people to just reach and and make sure that everything is a click away so um thank you so much for for being a guest again and for sharing some of your story of what brought you here to where you are today and who you are today and um I think we'll keep con- we'll continue the conversation at some point as well. <laughs> uh, most definitely, it was a okay. pleasure. Was actually mine. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a privilege being here. And thank you so much for uh, for having me. Sure. Thank you, Emmanuel. Take care. Bye. Bye. So, should you trust others? Do you trust others? Do you trust yourself enough to give yourself time? As Emmanuel shared, there is a time for everything. So, be persistent, reach out, and take action in building your dreams. You've got nothing to lose and everything to win. And if that's not all personal... I don't know what is. Until next time.